Welcome to Common Sense Coalition Talk Radio, where you'll find straight talk from people with good old common sense. I trust your opinion. And now, for your host, she's putting sense back into nonsense. Absolute insanity. Well, you can hear me on the Your host, Beth Ann. And I welcome you today to CSE Talk Radio. It's my honor, my privilege, and my pleasure to be here with you on this Good Friday. And we have a special show for you today. We're not going to talk about, well, we're not going to really talk about politics, but we will mention a few things. But I'm going to I'm going to share a prayer with you. And this prayer is written by a woman named Debbie McDaniel. And sometimes I just search for these things. I search for special prayers for special days and and uh, like to get um, the words of other people and how their hearts speak to the Lord. So I will add to the end and I will start the beginning as I always do for such a time as this. Dear God, we remember today the pain and suffering of the cross and all that Jesus was willing to endure so we could be set free. He paid the price, such a great sacrifice, to offer us the gift of eternal life. Help us never to take for granted this huge gift of love on our behalf. Help us to be reminded of the cost of it all. Forgive us for being too busy or too distracted by other things, for not fully recognizing what you've freely given, what you have done for us. Thank you, Lord that by your wounds we are healed. Thank you that because of your huge sacrifice, we can live free. Thank you that sin and death have been conquered and that your power is everlasting. Thank you that we can say with great hope, it is finished. For we know what's still to come and death has lost its sting. We praise you, for you are making all things new. It is for such a time as this that we come and remember you, Father, and the sacrifice of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. It is in his name we pray. Amen. I also have a Good Friday poem for you. This one is written by a Crystal Cohen. Good Friday begins a battle plan, so against evil the world could stand. Jesus Christ, a lamb to the slaughter for every son and every daughter, shedding his blood to pay the price for us, the ultimate sacrifice. So much love and so much care, all our sins he came to bear. He was pure and without flaw, yet he was beaten, his skin they tore. Condemned to death for you and me, a sacrifice to set us free. An innocent man beaten to death until he breathed his last breath. The Son of God was so denied, he was tortured and crucified. They pierced his side with a sword, but it all we were by it all we were restored. A Messiah who endured the cross for the hopeless and the lost. All of these we need to mention a selfish act that brought redemption. All our guilt and all our shame was taken away in Jesus' name. Once the final act was done, his death, the battle, was won. Victory. Victory in Jesus. A good old hymn, Victory in Jesus. Well, Good Friday is kind of a solemn time as we remember the the sacrifices, the great sacrifice, the horrific sacrifice of our Lord. We read it back in Isaiah 53, 4 through 5. Surely he was born, he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace, and with his stripes we were healed. 
It has long been my heartfelt opinion that victory was won in the garden when our Lord Jesus surrendered to the will of the Father. And we see the humanity of him. He was 100% human and 100% God. Jesus. And of his weary disciples who were unable to stay awake and pray. Have you ever been that way? Have you ever fallen asleep while you're praying? I feel guilty when I do that, but I had a son tell me one time, what a better way to fall asleep, Mom, than in Jesus' arms. Have you ever been so distraught that you could not sleep, but you cried out in prayer? In Matthew 26, 36 through 46, we read about the Gethsemane. Then cometh Jesus with them unto a place called Gethsemane, and saith unto the disciples, Sit ye here while I go and pray yonder. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, and began to be sorrowful and very heavy. Then saith he unto them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even unto death. Tarry ye here and watch with me. And he went a little farther, and he fell on his face and prayed, saying, O oh, my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. And he cometh unto the disciples, and findeth them asleep, and saith unto, unto Peter, What, could ye not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray, that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. He went away again the second time, and prayed, saying, O my father, if this cup may not pass away from me, except I drink it, thy will be done. And he came and found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy. And he left them, and he went away again, and he prayed the third time, saying the same words. Then cometh he to his disciples, and saith unto them, Sleep on now, and take your rest. Behold, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. Behold, he is at hand that doth betray me. And of course, that's when the soldiers led by Judas came to where Jesus and the disciples were. And he betrayed Jesus with a kiss. When there is corruption and evil, and evil abounds, wickedness takes place. We're going to look at the corruption of Jesus' accusers and how his trials, he had more than one, were illegally orchestrated. And after he, Pilate, found no guilt in him, he was then turned over to the brutal Roman soldiers, beaten and flogged with a cat of nine tails, which rips the skin. Jesus was beaten nearly beyond recognition, but not a bone was broken in his body. He lost so much blood, it was amazing he was even alive enough to be crucified. But he was. I want you to understand what I'm going to say at this moment. I am not comparing President Donald J. Trump to Jesus as a man. But I am comparing the corruption of those who pretend to be good, the Pharisees. The corruption behind his impeachments and indictments have all been perpetrated through illegal process. Those who have openly stated that they hate him, President Trump, and that they would get him, are the very ones, the very ones, who have indicted him and been witnesses against him. President Trump is no Jesus, but the haters who are continually entrapping him and lying about him are as evil as those who went after Jesus. And as a human nature would have it. They have done this illegal chase for the same reasons that those who illegally tried Jesus. That reason? Power. The Pharisees and the Sadducees met secretly numerous times to set him up, to frame him. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. We're going to talk about the trials, the illegal trials that Jesus endured before his crucifixion. And we'll be right back.
Daniel Turner, founder and executive director of Power the Future, agrees that America is blessed with an abundance of reliable energy sources. Our natural resources are the lifeblood of our nation and have made our nation prosperous. Rural America is the heart of production in this nation. Our food, manufacturing, trucking, and yes, our energy. Power the Future promotes jobs in rural America, specifically our energy jobs. These jobs are all under attack. Wealthy radicals like Tom Styers and George Soros promise to break the nation's energy independence. Their beloved Green New Deal attacks all that is good in this nation. Our food, our land, our jobs, our families, and of course, our gassy cows. Power the Future is fighting for you, rural America. Join them. Visit PowerTheFuture.com. See the latest news and donate to those who are fighting for you. PowerTheFuture.com. Power the Future is fighting to keep America's lights on. You can look for the silver lining or you can strengthen your portfolio with gold and silver. Optimism is planning for your own financial future. Melody Cedarstrom of Discount Gold and Silver Trading has been watching our economy and the banksters for well over 20 years. The U.S. has an unsustainable debt. While the timing of a collapse cannot be predicted, we know the proverbial straw that breaks the camel's back weighs heavier and heavier with each new stimulus and omnibus bill. Because of our debt and the lack of solid backing, those fiat dollars in your pocket continue to deflate in value. However, gold stays true, true wealth. Give Melody Cedarstrom a call at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Discount gold and silver trading for all your precious metal needs. And join Melody weekday afternoons at 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Financial Survival Radio. Visit DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com. Now is the time for all good men and women to come to the aid of their country. Pledge to buy American. In these inflationary times, our Made in the USA companies need your support. American consumers do make the difference. When you buy American, the money you spend stays in America. Liberty Tabletop is a great company and the only flatware made in the USA. Why would you buy your tableware from China? Just say no and say yes to Made in the USA. Visit their website where they are actually partnered with other Made in the USA companies. LibertyTabletop.com. Better, safer, beautiful variety and great art. More than just forks and spoons, they provide liberty. LibertyTabletop.com or call 844-386-2338. 844-386-2338. Now is the time for all good men and women to come to the aid of their country. LibertyTabletop.com. 844-386-2338. 844-386-2338. Buy American and bring America home. We have returned. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. So as we were going into that break, I was explaining that the corruption that we deal with today, whether it's in America against Donald Trump or somebody else against somebody else or or in another country, corruption is corruption and it is perpetrated by evil people for the same reasons that it always is. It's money and power, power and money. And that was no different than what the Sadducees and Pharisees did to Jesus. So I read a long time ago, I can't even remember the name of the book, and I couldn't find it when I wanted it, so I had to look online and find another article or two about the illegal trials of Jesus. And uh, this is written by Harold Rhodes. It's where I'm getting it from, Life, Hope, and Truth. Ten Reasons the Trial Was Illegal. The trial of Jesus was illegal in many ways, he said. He was fraudulently, fraudulently convicted. And here are ten reasons Jesus' trials and arrest and conviction were illegal. And so he says, the irregularities and the illegalities, illegalities, (laughs) that led to the condemnation of Jesus. During the time of Christ, most trials involving criminal procedure took weeks, not months. And if not, it took months to complete. But all of the trials that Jesus went through, was subjected to, were completed within nine hours. Nine hours of his arrest. 
and they were done in private, secretly. Also consider this, he said, who made up the mob that arrested Jesus? The answer to this question brings up yet another error in the conviction of Jesus. His arrest, he was arrested illegally. Judas, it says, and this is coming from the scripture, then Judas, having received a detachment of troops and officers from the chief priests and Pharisees, came there to the Gethsemane with lanterns, torches, and weapons. Jesus, therefore, went forward and said to them, Whom are you seeking? And they answered him, Jesus of Nazareth. And Jesus said to them, I am he. Therefore, if you seek me, let these go their way, meaning his disciples. And Luke adds, because that came from John, Then Jesus said to the chief priests, captains of the temple, and the elders who had come to him, Have you come out as against a robber and swords with swords and clubs? Notice that those who were involved in Christ's arrest included the priests and the elders, his judges. Among them were also the very ones who bribed Judas. Moreover, he says, Jesus was arrested secretly by night. He was not arrested on the formal charge of any crime. There was no charge presented at that time. There was no warrant for his arrest, no statement of what he had done. They just simply took him. There was no legal basis on which Jesus was arrested. No one had presented testimony or evidence of guilt. The Sanhedrin whereby they could have requested his arrest. So the Sanhedrin could have, but they didn't. Notice what Jewish law declared. The testimony of an accomplice, for example, Judas, is accordingly not admissible by the rabbinic wall, law, excuse me, I can't talk. And no man's life, nor his liberty, nor his reputation can be endangered by the malice of one who has confessed himself a criminal. So you see, the very fact that Judas took a bribe from the judges was certainly proof that Judas was guilty of a criminal offense. <laughs> Number two, it was a private night proceeding. They did it in the dark of the night. The first step in Jesus' trial was a preliminary examination in a private night proceeding before Annas, who had been the high priest, this was an unproductive meeting because Caiaphas, Annas' son-in-law, was actually the high priest that year. They kind of took turns. Annas finally bound Jesus and hence sent him to Caiaphas. And that is written in John 18 and 19. No session of the court was ever to take place before the offering of the morning ceremony. The morning sacrifice, I'm sorry. No night meetings were permitted. The law allowed such an investigation only upon daylight. The Sanhedrin illegally proceeded to hold its trial of Jesus before sunrise. Why do you think they did that? <laughs> they had something to hide. And we'll find out what that was, who they were hiding it from, as we go into this. Notice that the preliminary investigation before Annas brought forth no evidence whatsoever. Instead of dismissing the case, they proceeded to hold an illegal court. Why was it illegal? Criminal cases can be acted upon by the various courts during daytime only by the lesser Sanhedrins from the close of the morning service till noon. From the close of the morning service till noon, and by the great Sanhedrin till evening. The trial of Jesus was begun at night in the hours of early morning without any witness to defend him. Number four, 
The Sanhedrin was illegally convened to try a capital offense on a day before an annual Sabbath holiday, the Holy Day. No court of justice in Israel was permitted to hold sessions on Sabbath or any of the seven biblical holidays. In cases of capital crime, no trial could be commenced on Friday or the day previous to any holiday because it was not lawful either to adjourn such cases longer than overnight or to continue them on the Sabbath or the holiday. The opponents of Jesus violated their own law by arresting Jesus on the day before an annual Sabbath, the first day of unleavened bread. Now, stop and think there, if you know your scriptures, you know your biblical stories of the Sanhedrin and the Pharisees and how they wanted to stay to the law, the letter of the law, when they were dealing with the citizens. But you see, when it was them, they could tweak it and bend it a little bit, you know, to fit whatever they needed to get done. So number five, the trial of Jesus was illegal because it was concluded in one day. The Jewish law states a criminal case resulting in the acquittal of the accused may terminate the same day on which the trial began. But if a sentence of death is to be pronounced, it cannot be concluded before the following day. They had to stop and think about it a little bit. This was to allow sufficient opportunity for any witnesses in support of the accused to present themselves. But the court did not allow Jesus this opportunity. He had nobody there to defend him. The indictments against Jesus, this is number six, were false or unproven. The court pronounced sentence on Jesus with no real supporting evidence. The only evidence presented by witnesses to the court was given by false witnesses. The court pronounced sentence on Jesus with no real supporting evidence. The only evidence presented by witnesses to the court was given by false witnesses. But their testimony was not even used by the court in sentencing Jesus to death. And here is what happened. Two false witnesses testified that Jesus said, I will destroy this temple made with my hands, and within three days I will build another one made with my hands, without my hands. And that is out of the scripture 1458, but Mark 1458, but it is not what is said in Mark 1458. They added the phrase, made with my own hands. We'll talk about that when we come back. I hear the music. We're headed into a break. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. The trials of Jesus were illegal. We have a lot of those going on here today and across the world as well. Corruption has always been here. And we'll be right back. Range magazine packed with hard, cold facts regarding the battles we face out on the range and at home. Beyond the battles are beauty and pictures and words that will take you to another place and time. CJ and Range Magazine have produced a line of hardbound books that should be a part of your home library. The most recent publication is Cowboys and Critters, containing unique photos of the people and animals that make up the ranching world. These beautiful books, which make fantastic gifts, have won numerous awards, such as the prestigious Wrangler Award, first place in journalism, Will Rogers Gold Medal Award, so many honors, great photos, and wonderful 
wonderful poems and stories of the West. Reflections of the West, brush strokes and balladeers, the M-Bar, the call of the cow country. You can't resist the art and cowboy poetry books. Visit rangemagazine.com for a complete list of prices. Call 1-800-RANGE-4-U. That's 1-800-726-4348. Be sure to let them know Beth Ann sent you. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell and MyPillow are launching the MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes MyPillow even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjusted fill of the original MyPillow, and now with the brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread, the MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you'll ever own. MyPillow 2.0 with its temperature regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Best yet, it's BOGO. Buy one, get one free. MyPillow.com. Go to MyPillow.com and click on Radio Podcast Square. Use the promo code Bethann or just give them a call at 1-800-978-6168. That's 1-800-978-6168. Promo code Bethann. For centuries, those who raise, breed, and work with animals have been revered and lauded for what they do. Today, across America, the rights to own and raise animals are under attack by animal rights activists and their increased influence on government and non-government agencies. This onslaught regularly violates protection from legal search and seizure and a citizen's right to due process of the law, all of which are outlined specifically in the U.S. Constitution. Protect your animals, your animal enterprise, and your property from this abuse of power with a membership to the Cavalry Group. Membership provides immediate access to their team to protect law-abiding animal owners and animal enterprise against unwarranted search and seizure and false claims. They also work to protect their members' interests legislatively at the local, state, and federal levels. Get the shield that protects you, your animals, and your property. Join the Cavalry Group today. Call 855-748-4210 or go to their website at thecavalrygroup.com. Have you ever met a single person in your life that enjoys paying taxes? No, no one does. If you can't sleep at night because you have a huge problem with the IRS, I've got some free advice for you. This service is strictly limited to individuals that owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes. And if you qualify, we can guarantee that you won't be writing a big fat check to the IRS or our services cost you nothing. The first 100 people that call today will get a free tax consultation worth $500. Stop worrying about your IRS problem. We can help you. We promise. Call the tax doctor right now. I mean right now to learn more. 800 668 2493. That's 800 668 2493. And we have returned. You're and if you look up the scripture of Mark fourteen fifty eight, where Jesus said that, I will destroy the temple, and within three days I will rebuild it. They said, he said, I will destroy the temple made with hands, and within three days I will build another made without hands. But that is not what he said. So they told a little fib there. The religious leaders used this statement as an indictment against Jesus but the piece of evidence was not what Jesus said. He didn't say that. That is made with hands. Jesus was not referring to the physical temple of Herod, but of his own body. Moreover, the question the high priest asked Jesus had nothing to do with even that, with the indictment. Jesus was indicted on the false charge that he would destroy the physical temple and rebuild it in three days' time. <laughs> That's a crime to say that? But he didn't say that. But the court condemned him on another matter altogether. Notice the facts here. 
the high priest demanded, Tell us if you are the Christ, the Son of God. Jesus said to him, It is as you said. Nevertheless, I say to you hereafter, you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the power and coming on the cloud of heavens. Then the high priest tore his clothes, saying, He has spoken blasphemy. And further needed to be no no further need to do have uh, do we have a witness? Look, now you have heard this blasphemy. What do you think? They answered and they said, He is deserving of death. This is out of Matthew twenty six sixty through through sixty six. Jesus was indicted on one charge and tried on another and immediately condemned on his own testimony. And Jesus' testimony was not proved to be blasphemous. Jesus did not refer himself directly to himself. He merely said, the Son of Man. The court did not seek to prove who the Son of Man was. They believed, of course, that Jesus meant himself. All through his ministry... The religious leaders had asked him who he was. Months earlier, they asked, "How long do you keep as us in? How long do you keep us in doubt? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly." Jesus answered them, "I told you, and you do not believe." And that's out of John ten twenty four through twenty five. So, but as soon as Jesus gave an indirect statement at the trial. They did not doubt whom he meant by Son of Man, did they? And on this testimony, Jesus was condemned. Number seven. The condemnation of Jesus was part of the Sanhedrin's illegal, was illegal because those who might have voted against his condemnation were not there. There was a few people missing. Notice what took place at Jesus' trial before dawn, according to Mark's count. So in Mark fourteen sixty four, you have heard the blasphemy. What do you think? And they all condemned him to be deserving of death. It was a unanimous vote by all those who had gathered for the meeting. There was no investigation, no examination to see if he did or did not blasphemy. They just used his testimony against him without further investigation. They all did it immediately, instantaneously, and simultaneously. It was a mob spirit that condemned Jesus. A verdict of guilty must not be rendered on the day of examination. But where are all but where all suddenly agree on conviction, does it not seem that the convict is a victim of conspiracy and that the verdict is not the result of sober reason and calm deliberation? The verdict against Jesus was simultaneous and unanimous, although the law required at least one of the council to serve as a defense council, but no one did. Jesus had no defense. Furthermore, the high priest, remember I said he tore his clothes at the trial? The high priest was forbidden to tear his clothes. He who is the high priest among his brethren, on whose head the anointing oil has poured, and who is consecrated to wear the garments, shall not uncover his head nor tear his clothes. And that's out of Leviticus 21, 10 and 10, 6. It seems the high priest tore his outer garment to stir up emotion, to prejudice others. He should have regained or remained calm so that no mistake in judgment would be made. But in Jesus' trial, these requirements were not followed. If none of the judges defend the culprit, all pronounce him guilty. Having no defender in the court, the verdict of guilty was invalid, and the sentence of death 
could not be executed. So Jesus was condemned contrary to their law. They went around their law. They ignored their law. It's interesting to note which members of the Sanhedrin were apparently missing during this trial. After Jesus was crucified, we read, Now behold, there was a man named Joseph, a council member of the Sanhedrin, a good and just man. He had not consented to their decision and deed. And that's coming out of Luke twenty-five, fifty and 51. Since the consensus to condemn Jesus was unanimous, Joseph must not have been included in that illegal meeting. Neither is there a record of Nicodemus agreeing with that decision. Remember, he said, We know that you are a teacher and you come from God. John 3, 2. It seems the opponents of Jesus wanted to make sure these two men were not there to defend Jesus. So number eight, we've got ten of these. Number eight, the sentence against Jesus was pronounced in a place forbidden by law. Jesus was brought into the house of Caiaphas. That was the head high priest. The trial of Jesus wasn't even held in a court of law. Having arrested him, they led him and brought him in the high priest's house. Luke twenty-two fifty-four. According to Jewish law, a sentence of death can be pronounced only so long as the Sanhedrin holds its session in the appointed place. But the court building wasn't legally to be opened until after sunrise. They were in a hurry to get this done. Number nine, most Sanhedrin members themselves were legally disqualified to try Jesus. Why is that? Well, the judges, are you ready for this one, were elected unfairly. From the Bible and from the Jewish historian Josephus, we have the names of the most high of the most, we have the names of most of the men who were on the Sanhedrin at the time of Jesus. Men such as Caiaphas, Eleazar, Jonathan, Theophilus, Matthias, Ismael, Simon, John, Alexander, Ananias were, according to Josephus, recipients of bribes and appointed by members of the family who themselves had no right to sit on the Sanhedrin. They bought their offices and were disrespected by their own people. Their own people didn't even like them. So why was it so important to get rid of Jesus? You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. We'll be right back. Have you heard about Vine to Bar chocolate? It's the winemaker's chocolate, the world's first chocolate made with well-vined Chardonnay Mark. From the beautiful coastal vineyards of North America, gently pressed grapes are harvested after juicing, dried, and finely milled and carefully blended into the finest dark chocolate. The Chardonnay Mark contains highly beneficial grape nutrients, flavanols, and has a natural sweetness that flavors the luscious dark chocolate. Mouth-watering, flavorful, delectable dark chocolate goodness with Chardonnay sweetness and beneficial nutrients. And it's alcohol-free, too. It's Vine to Bar chocolate. Order some today at vinetobar.com. That's V-I-N-E-T-O-B-A-R.com. Cold ship to your door, it's Vine to Bar. Vine to Bar chocolate. Visit us at vinetobar.com. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell and MyPillow are launching the MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes MyPillow even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjusted fill of the original MyPillow, and now with the brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread, the MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you'll ever own. My MyPillow 2.0 with its temperature regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. 
Best yet, it's BOGO. Buy one, get one free. MyPillow.com. Go to MyPillow.com and click on Radio Podcast Square. Use the promo code Bethann or just give them a call at 1-800-978-6168. That's 1-800-978-6168. Promo code Bethann. Elmer Heinrich here to talk about minerals. Most people are aware our topsoil is depleted and our foods, especially fruits and vegetables, lack many minerals compared to years ago. Maybe that's the reason the world is sick. Now, according to Dr. Linus Pauling, our bodies need 60 minerals every day, but on average, we get less than 12 minerals from the foods we eat. Immuno 150, an incredible nutritional supplement that can fill the gap because it contains 70 colloidal plant minerals and 80 additional nutrients. 150 in all. A month's supply of Immuno 150 is available for $54.95 by calling 888-310-5252 or on the website immuno150.com. That's I-M-M-U-N-O-150.com. The 70 minerals are the key to good health and longevity, so call 888-310-5252. You'll be glad you did. Sorbo is coming to St. Louis for Vitae Foundation's annual pro-life dinner. Register for this important dinner event at prowomanapproach.com. That's prowomanapproach.com. Sorbo is best known for his series in Hercules, The Legendary Journeys, which became the most watched TV show in the world. He also starred in the number one independent movie 2014, God's Not Dead. Sorbo's strength and inspiration stem from his near-death experience in suffering three strokes and battling to regain his life. Today, Kevin enjoys leading a mentoring program at a nonprofit that ensures access to safe and enriching after-school programs for younger children. Come see Kevin Sorbo on Tuesday, April 11th at the Hilton St. Louis Frontenac Register for this important dinner event at ProWomanApproach.com. That's ProWomanApproach.com. And we have returned. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Good Friday. It's a Good Friday show. I'm talking about the illegal trials that Jesus went through. I learned this several years ago in a book that I read. I hadn't thought of it before. I'm I'm not a historian or anybody that's really into the understands all the Jewish laws, but some people do, and they explain it. And there are several different sources that I have used here for this, and uh, we're on number nine, and we've got ten of them. So we're going to continue here. Now, as I was going into the break, I was mentioning that out of Josephus, he talks about who was a part of the Sanhedrin at that time when Jesus was alive. It was Caiaphas, Eleazar, Jonathan, Theophilus, Matthias, Esmael, Simon, John, Alexander, Ananias. And that all of them, according to Josephus, were recipients of bribes and appointed by members of the family who themselves had no right to sit on the Sanhedrin. So they bought their offices and the people did not respect the Sanhedrin. There were 12 ex-high priests living at this time that were Sanhedrin. And the Bible expressly requires a man serving as high priest to remain in that office until his death, at which time another took his place. But under the Roman laws, high priests could be replaced year by year. The entire official arrangement was wrong. But there was another reason. Almost all Jesus' judges were disqualified. It says, nor must there be on the judicial bench either a relation or a particular friend or an enemy of either the accused or the accuser. That's out of this book that came from Samuel Mendelssohn. Many of the judges were Jesus' enemies, and actually all of them were. They even bribed, they paid bribe money, to have him betrayed. They are the ones who gave Judas his 30 pieces of silver. Everybody knew that the Sadducees and the Pharisees hated Jesus. Yet they permitted themselves to be the ones who try him. 
Number 10, they illegally switched the charges against Jesus from blasphemy to treason when they brought him before Pilate. So now this is the third change in his indictment, in his charges. They had to make this trial look legal. So as soon as it was day, they led Jesus into their council for a mock trial. They asked, are you the son of God? Jesus answered, you rightly say that I am. And they said, what further testimony do we need? For we have heard it ourselves from his own mouth. Then the whole multitude of them arose and led him to Pilate. And this is out of Luke 22, 70 through 71 and 23. Their trial, which had been illegally conducted in the private home of Caiaphas at night, was outwardly legalized. But instead of taking Jesus out to be stoned for blasphemy, which was the tradition, they switched the charges after the court was dismissed. They took him to Pilate. And here is what we read in John's account. So this is out of John. Then they led Jesus from Caiaphas to the Praetorium Hall of Judgment. And it was early morning, but they themselves did not go into the Praetorium, lest they should be defiled, but that they might eat the Passover. This was Passover weekend. Pilate then went out to them. So they wouldn't go into Pilate because they would have been defiled. So Pilate comes out to them and says, What accusation do you bring against this man? They answered and said to him, If he were not an evildoer, we would not have delivered him to you. Then Pilate said to them, You take him and judge him according to your law. The enemies of Jesus replied, It's not lawful for us to put anyone to death. Now, you know that's wrong because we know they stoned Stephen and we know they did some others. And they began to accuse him, saying, We found this fellow perverting the nation and forbidding to pay taxes to Caesar, saying that he himself is Christ, a king. See, they changed the charges. And, of course, Jesus actually taught that we should pay our taxes, render under Caesar that which is a Caesar's, and to God that which is God's. Pilate had no reason to be concerned. The only cases for which the Jewish authority could not try a man involved sedition was treason. Pilate said to Jesus, Are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus answered, Are you speaking for yourself about this, or did others tell you this concerning me? Pilate answered, I am a Jew. Your own nation and the chief priests have delivered you to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would fight so that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now my kingdom is not from here. The kingdom of God was not of that time, not of that world order. It was, it will be satisfied. It will be established on the earth at Christ's return. That's the writer's interpretation. Pilate therefore said to him, are you a king then? And Jesus answered, you say rightly that I am a king, for this cause I was born, and for this cause I have come into the world, that I should bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. And Pilate said to him, What is the truth? And of course, Jesus did not answer. Now we know the story. Pilate said, I he didn't want to do anything. He, he just, he wanted to watch, and he did. He washed his hands of this situation. His wife warned him. This man is special, and she feared him, meaning Jesus. She knew he was of God. But you see, there were wicked people. Pilate didn't want to cause any trouble between the Jews because they'd, he'd already been in trouble with uh, Caesar. So he, he washed his hands of all of this. I found no guilt in him. And then turned him over to the soldiers to be beaten and crucified. I remember years ago where that really kind of hit me strong. Jesus was found not guilty. And then he died. Why? 
because we were guilty. It was his choice. Jesus had many followers, and he was growing in popularity. The Pharisees and the Sadducees, oh, they hated him. And they tried him numerous times to, they tried numerous times to trap him, but they could not. They could not understand what this man was because perhaps they were priests of God. They knew the word, but they didn't have him within them. I was going to read the words to the song. They could not. They looked at him and saw a simple man, a carpenter with healing in his hands. They saw a calm. He saw him calm the sea and heal a dying man. They saw, but could they really understand? They could not. It is difficult for all of us to understand. And we need God in America. There's too much corruption. There's too many lost people. And it's time for us to bring America home. Home. CSC Talk Radio's goal is to bring America home. That includes you and your business. Radio is a powerful way to brand your company and increase your profits. Find out how to join CSC Talk Radio, help educate and activate America, and grow your business at the same time. Looking for new customers? Looking to have your business reaching out from sea to shining sea? Advertise with CSC Talk Radio. Believe in your product? Let Beth Ann be your personal spokesperson to properly brand your product and company. It's simple, easy, and affordable. Grow your business, grow common sense, and together we will bring America home. To be a part of CSC Talk Radio, call 573-796-2166. That's 573-796-2166. Or send email to beth at csctalkradio.com. Cedarstrom and CSE Talk Radio team up as Common Sense Voices of Integrity. I personally endorse Melody Cedarstrom to be your trusted go-to expert for all your precious metal needs. Experts agree a financial crisis and even collapse is inevitable. Given our government's lack of economic leadership and self-interest of those in power, it's no longer a question of if you should purchase gold and silver, but if you will purchase gold and silver before it's too late. Melody encourages you to tune in each weekday morning. Visit CSE Talk Radio. Radio.com. We both agree truth and education are the two significant factors in both our missions. There is a wealth of misinformation out there. Let Melody and Beth Ann help you sort through the chaos and bring you home to the truths that will ensure that you and your family are protected. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading, 1-800-375-4188 or online at DGSCoins.com. Melody and Beth Ann are strong forces together working to preserve liberty and bring America home. Do we lack enthusiasm and understanding of the word liberty? Do we weep for liberty which we have lost? Or do we simply not understand the substance and sacrifice for which we were once privileged? Liberty. Webster defines liberty as the state of being free within society from oppressive restrictions imposed by authority on one's life, behavior, or political views. Today we seem to want restrictions. Government micromanaging our lives? But do we realize the cost? Alexander Hamilton once stated, There is a certain enthusiasm in liberty that makes human nature rise above itself in acts of bravery and heroism. As a republic, we the people must guard the liberty of others. We must continue the enthusiasm that will make men free. Visit csctalkradio.com, where Beth Ann puts enthusiasm and common sense back into American liberty as she brings America home. <laughs> 